Hello and welcome to FITV's News Roundup for this week. I'm Oliver Thompson. And I'm Tyrone Henry. Coming up on this week's programme, changes to the COVID regulations, success at Middle Island and results day for students. There's been changes to the Infectious Diseases Control Regulations 2021, coming into force from the 8th of August, which will last for a year subject to a regular two-month review. The key changes are that the standard period of quarantine will be reduced from 14 to 10 days and that new air arrivals from the Falkland Islands from the UK will be required to provide evidence of a negative COVID-19 test five days before arrival. From any other country, this will be three days. For arrivals by sea, a similar five and eight day test to release quarantining options will be made available. And there is now an option for seafarers to move to the shore to complete quarantining already started at sea. Last year, Falklands Conservation and Georgia Seafoods launched a tussock planting project on Middle Island in a bid to restore an area of eroded peatland in the north coast as a land and habitat restoration project. Here's Grant from Falklands Conservation with the progress. The peat's eroding from the the windward side. Um, So you've got the windward edge where the, the, uh, the wind undercuts it um, erodes that windward side, that eroded peatland grit essentially blows across the surface, um, really stopping any growth on the surface, and then gets deposited on the leeward side. That deposition then blankets out the existing vegetation, and kills that off, and you just end up with this ongoing going front where it's eroding at one side, destabilising at the back side, and, and moving onwards. Falcon Islands Community School have announced that the percentage of fixed students achieving five or more GCSEs, including English and Maths at grade A star to C, or 9 to 4, rose significantly, from 48% last year to 71% this year. 83% of the cohort have secured five GCSEs or more at grade A star to C, or grade 9 to 4, an increase from 76% last year. Here's exam officer James Balcaldo with more. Well, it's really good, despite the fact that it, it has been it has been challenging running these exams, and um, with the five exam boards that we have, there's only one exam board that we managed to run an actual live exam, and the rest of them are centre assessed grades. We, we fought hard for it, and we we we, we managed to um, iron out every single policy to make sure that we're giving the uh, the best results for them and it's done in a fair manner. And staying with the theme of education, as the end of the school year drew to a close last week, the Education Board met at the college for the last time before the dissolution of the current Legislative Assembly. In attendance were Falkland school leaders who provided their latest progress reports. For IGS, this included sharing the successes of building a homegrown leadership team by aiding teachers to gain improved qualifications, as well as that good progress in the use of the virtual learning environment has been made, which has helped a student continue to learn whilst away overseas, with family for medical treatment. Fix head teacher Anthony Walker reported on improved parental engagement with the school, with parents' evening attendance numbers significantly improving, as well as a reduction in reflection room referrals. Updates from Camp Education included news on how the 22 students in nine different locations in camp have been benefiting from closer interaction with teachers, 
but limited peer learning can also be challenging. The upcoming Camp Education Review was also noted as an opportunity to underpin policy. We asked current portfolio holder for education, Stacey Bragger, if a timeline of the review has been confirmed yet. In addition, the board discussed concerns raised by staff at Stanley House about the accommodations night watchkeeper's security role not being continued beyond July 2021. Earlier this year, the Department of Education submitted an EXCO paper for this post to be added to the budget requirements, but it was not approved. These were MLA Bragger's thoughts. Yeah, so there was a, a proposal for the, the post to be continued in the, the last budget round. I, I was very disappointed that that wasn't approved. And I think the concerns that were expressed at the Education Board were, were totally valid. And um, it's something that I'll be looking to, to highlight and, and see whether there are any alternatives that we can, um, that we can do. Because um, Stanley House has uh, had a great deal of, of work and effort put in into its, um, its action plan over the last year or so, and a lot of progress has been made. And uh, one of the, the aspects that was contained in, in the action plan was about the, uh, the nighttime security. So that's um, something that we'll be um, looking at again to, to try and resolve because uh, it's uh, something that's, that's required in terms of uh, the, the action plan for, for Stanley House. This week, the Falkland Islands government published its draft environmental strategy and is currently seeking further feedback from the public to finalise plans. MLA Leona Roberts, portfolio lead for the environment, said it is, it is vital that we work together to understand our obligations to the environment, which is so precious to us. I'd like to encourage everyone to have their say on the strategy which sets out some of the defining issues which affect our community and the environment. The draft can be located on the FIG website. Moving to the courts, the inquest hearing into the death of fisherman Mr Ramdan Asadiq concluded on the 11th of August with Her Majesty's Coroner Mrs Sarah Whitby recording a narrative verdict in which he stated that Mr Asadiq died from a natural condition, some symptoms of which were apparent but were not responded to. Here's Tyrone outside the coroner's court with more. Court also heard from the general manager of the shipping company that employed Mr. Asidic, Mr. Chang of Chaiying Marine Products Company Limited, confirmed neither the captain or first officer of the vessel had received specialist medical training, nor had any previous experience of dealing with tuberculosis. In Mr. Asidic's final days, the first officer of the vessel explained to the court that he had instructed Mr. Asidic to rest after complaints of a swollen ankle and made temperature and diet checks on his colleague, but that these checks were not recorded. On the 14th of August 1592, John Davis is credited with sighting the Falkland Islands for the very first time. Every year this date is celebrated as Falklands Day, and we take a look back to why that day is so significant in the early history of the Falklands. Week 12 of the Darts League saw two changes in the league table, with Mugs Away and Darts of Hazard swapping places, as well as Misfits going ahead of Tons of Bull towards the top of the leaderboard. In the results, Bottlers topped the Strugglers 8-7, League Leaders Otto Outlaws sat out this week and the Pale Maidens finished their season by playing their last game, unfortunately losing 7-8 to the Snowmen. That's it for this week's News Roundup. If you would like to subscribe to FITV, you can watch via the KTV broadcast or online through our website fitv.co.fk. Alongside this news roundup, we also produce a light-hearted look at the week in our podcast Meanwhile in the Falklands, 
which is also available on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Join us next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.